Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 19th of August. We're going to beat this. We're going to get on top of it. We're never going to give up in our battle against COVID in this country. That's the Prime Minister Scott Morrison there as Australia yesterday faced its worst day of the COVID crisis this year. Case numbers exploded in New South Wales and there are concerns Victoria's cases will also increase after a number of mystery infections. Three more people died in New South Wales yesterday with 633 new COVID cases and the Premier has warned case numbers will continue to increase. Here is New South Wales Chief Health Officer Dr Kerry chance. I can't express enough my level of concern at these rising numbers of cases. We have a collective responsibility to do all we can to stop seeing those deaths and hospitalisations. 462 people in New South Wales are now in hospital with 77 in intensive care and 25 needing ventilation. Meantime, private hospitals in Sydney will now postpone non-urgent elective surgeries to redirect staff to help with the COVID crisis in hospitals and at vaccination hubs. And there's been a concerning spike in COVID cases across regional New South Wales, and we'll have more details from our reporter on the ground shortly. Meantime, there are reports this morning that case numbers in Victoria will jump today after the state recorded another 24 new infections yesterday. St Kilda and the South West remain the area of most concern for contact traces. Victorian Health Minister Martin Foley says the virus does not discriminate. Of the 246 active cases that we currently have in Victoria, 56 are aged under the age of nine years old and 55 are aged between 10 and 19. The ACT has recorded another spike in COVID cases, with 22 detected in the capital yesterday. More than 10,000 people are now in isolation after being identified as close contacts. But in some good news, all of the new cases have been linked to the current outbreak. And in other news this morning, Australia, the US and its allies have released a joint statement asking for the Taliban to follow through on its promises after they seized power in Afghanistan. There are concerns that thousands want to flee but are not being allowed to leave with patrols around the airport. The Australian military has rescued 26 people from Afghanistan, the first plane of evacuees from Kabul touching down safely in Dubai yesterday. The federal government has flagged they hope to reach 600 people. Journalist Andrew Quilty is in Kabul and has described the scenes at the airport as thousands try to escape as incredibly distressing. Even for these planes to these planes to land is difficult under the circumstances and then you've got all the problems with getting people to the airport, into the airport and then onto the planes and out of here. A large convoy of buses left the French Embassy for example last night to get to the airport. They were held up at the entrance to the airport among a crowd of thousands of people all wanting to do the same thing and I mean it's a extremely dangerous situation. That audio thanks to Seven. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we return to New South Wales and COVID continues to spread across the state. There were 23 new cases recorded in the Western Health District yesterday. Most cases are in Dubbo, but there are also infections in Mudgee, Burke and Wilcannia. Virus fragments have also been picked up in Orange and in Bathurst. But as Romy Stevens reports, there is some good news coming from the region. Yes, there is, Tash. Firstly, a couple of schools in Dubbo will reopen today after they each had a positive case over the past week. They've been deep cleaned and close contacts are self-isolating. While police are getting a helping hand from the Defence Force, 50 troops have hit the ground in Dubbo supporting officers with welfare door knocks and compliance checks. Further deployments from the ADF are expected by the end of the week. And calls are growing for young children to be vaccinated against COVID with the Delta variant infecting a concerning number of those under the age of 16. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has the latest from Sydney. Yeah, Taj, children continue to account for a significant number of COVID transmissions each day, despite not yet being eligible for vaccines. Of yesterday, 633 new cases, 63 were children under nine, while 104 were aged 10 to 19. Yesterday, Chief Health Officer Dr Kerry Chant revealed she believes they will need to vaccinate school-aged children quickly, but wants to wait for the Otagi advice. I firmly believe we need to get in and vaccinate our 12 to 15 year olds at the moment we've vaccinated the 16 year olds I'm really keen to get into the 12 to 15 year olds personally and I await the advice around that more routinely but I think that given the transmission of Delta it may well be that in future we do provide vaccines in the younger age groups. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Qantas boss Alan Joyce has told his 12,000 staff if it's no COVID jab, it's no job. That's right. The Qantas CEO is leading a split in the big business group called the Business Council of Australia, insisting that his employers must be vaccinated. Other employers want the government to issue public health orders before making their workers get jabbed. But Mr Joyce has used a staff survey which supports reported compulsory jabbing to tell his team if they won't be vaccinated, they have to decide if aviation is not the area for them. And on the vaccination rollout, Peter, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, says a possible recession will depend on our vaccination rate. Yeah, the PM addressed the issue about whether another recession is on the way, which will kill jobs. And he made it clear that lockdowns will create a recession and only an 80% vaccination rate will prevent this from happening. Nationally, double-dosed Aussies are only at 21%. And in other news this morning, Peter, major shareholder of Crown Resorts, James Packer, could be forced to sell out of his beloved casino resort group at a loss. Yeah, that's right. Mr Packer currently owns 37% of the $6 billion gambling resort business, but following the Bergen inquiry into the questionable behaviour of the company's management, the New South Wales government looks set to impose a 10% cap on anyone owning a casino operation. This rule will also make it harder for Mr Packer to find a buyer for his 37% stake. Peter, thanks so much. Cheers. Sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett, a potential candidate for coaching roles at Collingwood and Carlton, has opened up about his future. 
Yes, good morning, Tash. Ross Lyon has revealed that he actually knocked back an approach from Collingwood. They tried to call him, but said that he's not interested in that role in particular. And the former Saints and Dockers coach believes that Carlton would call Alastair Clarkson first if they move on David Teague as expected. He says he would take a call from the Blues if Clarko says no. If, if an opportunity arose, and I say that with the greatest respect that the come and they rang me, I, I would entertain it. So a bit to play out there. That was on Channel 9. Meantime, Port Adelaide star Carl Amon has held back tears as he spoke about the toll racism is taking. It comes after Blues veteran Eddie Betts vowed to continue the fight after he retires, calling the AFL an unsafe workplace for Indigenous players, and Amon is keen to support him. Uh, it's been pretty challenging, to be honest. Um, uh, and I think Eddie Betts, he's been running that mostly, and, and he's a large voice for, for the Indigenous players across the competition, and you would have seen his interview on 360, and it touched the heart a little bit. And Amon will play his 100th game against the Dogs uh, this weekend, and sounds like he'll be pretty fired up for that as well, Tash. You can't wait. And Brett Melbourne's Storm can create a slice of history against the Titans tonight, but that's not their main focus. Yes, they will equal a 46-year-old record if they beat Gold Coast tonight. Uh, that would be their 19th win in a row, something not done since 1975 when the Roosters uh, peeled off 19 wins in a row. But coach Craig Bellamy says that his main goal is to win a premiership. A nice record to break, I suppose, or equal. But at the end of the day, we've, we think we've got uh, bigger fish to fry at the end of the season. And just some mail coming out of the Broncos. They've called a press conference for this morning. It is expected that Alex Glenn will announce his retirement. He'll uh, hang up the boots as the fourth most capped player in Brisbane's history. He's expected to stick around Red Hill in an ambassador role uh, for next season. So we'll wait and see what Alex Glenn says this morning. And Brett Cricket Australia is throwing its support behind Justin Langer. Yes, of course, we've had a couple of disappointing series losses to the West Indies and Bangladesh and then some reports of a confrontation with a member of the digital team after that series loss to Bangladesh. Not happy that a video was posted of the Bangladesh side celebrating. Well, Cricket Australia says that he's contracted as head coach through until the middle of next year uh, with the focus now on a successful T20 World Cup campaign. So they've got a bit of time there to right the ship before that gets underway in October and November. Another big day in sport. Brett, thanks for the update. Thanks, Tash. And the daily COVID news conferences from the premiers around the country are must-watch TV. And now it's inspired the next generation of mini-leaders. Sydney local Ariana has gone viral after her Gladys Berejiklian impersonation, reinforcing the important stay-at-home messages. Good morning, everybody. I can't dress enough. You have to wear a mask. Follow the rules. Um... Don't stay home and don't go outside unless it's very important. And don't forget, get vaccinated. Well done, Ariana. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.